This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. It's Friday when we typically have some new music to share with you. Doesn't this song make you want to move and relax all at the same time? It's a carefully crafted blend, a mesmerizing combination of jazz, brass, hip hop beats, and so much more. We're listening to Inside Minds from Reservoir off the new self-titled album. Now it's a project from Chicago musician Will Miller. The producing savant has worked with Chance the Rapper, the late Mac Miller, and SZA. And he's toured with Whitney and shared a stage with Lil Wayne. Now he joins us here in studio to discuss all things Reservoir. Will, so good to have you here on Reset. What an intro. Thank you for having me. That's all you. I mean... I told no lies you, there. I don't know. You were, you were you know, <laughs> you, making you've, me sound good. You've got quite the extensive resume, but you you take a more behind-the-scenes role, as producers often do, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's making beats for hip-hop legends or if it's playing in, as I mentioned, the Chicago band Whitney. So take us back. Tell us about your beginnings in music. When did it all start? Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I started playing piano when I was like six years old. Uh, my grandfather on my mother's side was a pianist. He went to Roosevelt and studied composition and piano. And so, yeah, that's kind of where things began for me. And then I picked up the trumpet um, and just really fell in love with that instrument and fell in love with jazz music and worked really hard to... Um, yeah, just get better at that. Yeah. Ended up going to Oberlin to study jazz, got a nice scholarship to go there. So um, was that was Oberlin for trumpet? Too? It was. Yeah, it was for trumpet. Nice. And uh, I studied a little bit of composition there as well. I learned a lot from I got to study with some some legends like mm-hmm. Gary Bartz and uh, Marcus Belgrave, um, Billy Hart. And yeah, I mean, f- at the same time, I sort of met some other artists and musicians who were doing things outside of the jazz space. And that sort of got me more interested in pursuing music that wasn't just exclusively, you know, quote unquote jazz music. So Ah, interesting. um, Well, why don't we talk about this new album? So your first album for Reservoir was titled Reservoir. Mm -hmm. And this new one also Reservoir. (laughs) So so why make this a a second self-titled album? Is it a, a rebranding or a remaking? I guess you could say so. But more than that, um, I think it's a continuation. And so I sort of wanted them both to exist in the same space. And um, I I really like the idea of people coming to the record and, and seeing it and seeing the visual first and, you know, maybe being able to differentiate the two albums based on the cover my partner's a incredible graphic designer and artist, and she's uh, very closely connected to the project, mm-hmm. and she does the album art designs, and so I just thought it would be really cool if people were like, oh, it's like the first record, that's like the Leaf album, the second record, that's sort of like the Blue album. Yeah, something. tell me more about that, because you, you talked about people being able to uh, make, you know, distinguish between the visuals. What do they look like for the person who hasn't seen them? Sure. So, yeah, the first album is um, they're like these two leaves that are sort of set against uh, some like a blue cloudy sky. Um, And then this new one is sort of like a 
almost evocative of like the blue hour, like just after the sun sets, um, just sort of those like blues and purples that kind of, uh, and the like oranges and red, dark reds that sort of like come across the sky, like right mm. after the sun sets. Yeah. I think it's a good time to hear some more music, Will. Wonderful. You use an awesome blend of live and electronic instruments, and I think that this track is a great example of that. This one is Sunset. as we've talked about, you and a collection of musicians, but this latest album, this one was largely self-produced, right? Yeah, I mean, I think the first one was self-produced as well, but... Um, but the difference in this one, does it have anything to do with embracing these electronic elements? Sure, yeah. I think also the embracing just um, working alone. I think on the first record... Um, it, yeah, I brought the the band into the studio and we sort of had developed some some arrangements and so we all got together and we recorded like a live in the studio um, for maybe half the album and then the other half was sort of like these uh, I don't know like these bedroom like homemade mm -hmm. sort of productions that I layered just kind of on my own or I would invite you know some of my bandmates over to my apartment and record them there. Um, rather than all being together in the studio at the same time. So, um, you know, when lockdown hit and the pandemic and everything, it's sort of the process I had already sort of developed, I guess, lent itself well to being, you know, separate and not having uh, the opportunity to all get together in the same room and share that space together. Um, so I think this new album was sort of like, um, a reaction to that mm -hmm. and um, yeah at the same time there it's highly collaborative but I think I just wanted to showcase more of the work that I did exclusively on my own on this new record yeah no I, th yeah. I think it shows so tell me then about your your inspirations for this album um, and, and for Reservoir as a whole yeah. I think because the music it, it clearly falls into this jazz category but I mm -hmm. can hear how it's also reaching into hip hop and it's mm -hmm. reaching into soul and other mm -hmm. directions mm -hmm. too. So are there musicians that you can point to maybe as a North star? Yeah. I mean, I feel like flying Lotus has always just kind of been the guy for me. The way that he blends um, his production abilities with working with instrumentalists is just 
really inspiring and mm-hmm. so that's i think that's like one of my main yeah north stars um would be him thundercat Herbie Hancock, Miles Davis, people Ooh. who I think, you know, they they aren't just uh, one-dimensional creators, you know, they, they kind of have, they stay busy and have their hands in a bunch of different things. Why is that important? That idea of not being one-dimensional, especially in this industry. Mm, um, well, I don't know. I think that's just how I. Those are just my natural tastes, I guess. Like, I don't only like to listen to one type of music, or. Um, but you're also that kind of musician too. And I think it goes back to six-year-old Will on the piano, <laughs> and then picking up the trumpet. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, sure. And I'm, then you know. Messing with other sounds in the studio. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think um, sounds provide so much inspiration, you know? And so I think that's like, yeah, I mean, when I was at Oberlin and I first, I took a class on how to use uh, Logic, this music software, and that's sort of like what, uh, and I only took like two classes or something, like I kind of sat in and they were, the, luckily I was there for the one where they showed you how to use a sampler and I feel like the sampler instrument like really changed my whole approach and it just to me like the sound of reservoir there's a lot of samples that I use and I'm able to sort of like create these instruments from scratch almost yeah. and that sort of guides the sound and the direction and the composition. So we talked about this being largely self-produced mm-hmm. and um you know, you still had plenty of amazingly talented people on the album anyway. Uh, I read that a few tracks were born from some outdoor jam sessions that you hosted at your apartment, right? And it, yeah, you were talking about how COVID was and how you were sort of inviting bandmates over to, to play. So why don't we hear one of those tracks? This one's First Light. performance and converting that to what we're hearing now this that studio version so the way this track started was that was june of 2020 lane beckstrom jeremy cunningham and myself got together in my side yard none of us had played music with each with anyone else um 
for like three months and the last show that we all played before lockdown was a reservoir show so we got together and we were like we have to play like it was finally nice enough outside where we could like you know run some chords outside mm -hmm. and just like get a recording set up going and and just play um, and you know luckily we sort of like had the foresight to record it um, and so yeah we just like put together this little setup in the yard um, I had a couple synthesizers I had my trumpet with the harmonizer Lane was playing bass Jeremy had his drum set up and yeah we just like locked in we like didn't even really say much to each other you know it was just one of those things where like we got the sounds going and we just went for, we just started going you know I'm just trying to picture myself being that passerby <laughs> hearing well, it, you guys it's funny because people from the neighborhood were like sort of like stopping um, I live on a busy street and, you know, people would just kind of like stop by and watch us for a while. And like, I bet after a couple hours, like someone dropped off a six pack of Tecate and we were like, oh, yeah, <laughs> this is sick. <laughs> yeah. You know, playing live and outdoors, that's like one of my favorite ways as a spectator to, to enjoy music. Absolutely. It's just a vibe. Oh my God. Yeah. Same. Like summertime Chicago. I feel like that's such summertime a big part shy. of our culture here, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, going back to the track, I wanted to just say, because like first light, you know, it started as this, just the three of us kind of like creating and then, and improvising. And then I took it into the studio and I've like found cool moments from it. And I sort of like looped certain parts and then I sent it off to another drummer in the band and the collective Peter Mannheim and he put some percussion on it and then I got Kenneth in the studio this incredible woodwind multi-instrumentalist he did the bass clarinet and the Ooh. flute and the saxophone and um you know I yeah I got Matt Gold to play some guitar on it and it just sort of like filled it out and I yeah I just loved how it felt like this I don't know like a voyage of some kind and so um, you know, just got the right people on the song and it turned out kind of the way that it did. Yeah, well, I mean, did playing among and for your community inform the direction that the music went in? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think the vibes generally were very, like, peaceful and harmonious that day, but very, like, emotionally um charged as well you know we had a lot kind of pent up inside of us at that moment track on the album called midday and that was that's just the three of us um without any additional overdubs or anything from that same session and i feel like that's more of like a glimpse of some of the other emotions that were flying around that yeah day. so we can assume that all your bandmates are going to make the cut but who would you say is on your shortlist for your favorite chicago musicians you want to highlight any local talent Oh, yeah. I really want to shout, shout out Sparkle Mommy. Um, she has an incredible album that's about to come out. And um, Eddie Burns, who did some production and played drums on this new record, he 
produced most of that, um, along with William Corduroy, who's been playing in Reservoir as of late. Um, I also want to shout out Samira Truth, who's an incredible producer and yeah. rapper. Um, really love what they do. This is something else that's super cool. Uh, I want to talk more about your producer chops by listening to Blind. This is a track that you worked on for SZA's 2022 release. Want me to get ratchet? Want me to attack it? Put the hood on her, calling me Cassius. Mind you like Bob Saget. Greedy, I can't pass it. Eating everything, nigga, no fasting. I don't care how much you knew me in the past tense. I ain't no Julia Stiles, this ain't no last dance. Way past it. Wait. Now my ex, cause he validate me. Never check, I don't want no receipt. Mind get possessed, let my space speak freely. Hey, my past can't escape me. My precedes me. Why my how the time change? I'm still playing the victim and you still playing to pick me. It's so embarrassing. Such a good track. <laughs> we are huge SZA fans in my house. So I am super impressed to learn about your connection mm. to this. I mean, what what is different? Uh, about producing tracks like this mm-hmm. versus producing music for Reservoir. Mm. So the way that Blind sort of came about was um, a recording session at my friend Carter Lang's house in L.A. I was out there for my cousin's wedding. Carter's an old friend. We make a lot of music together. He worked on the first Reservoir album. And so, yeah, I stayed at his house for like a week. He set up all these sessions, and one of them was like, oh, yeah, the string player Yuli's coming over, and we're going to make some stuff for SZA. And I was like, all right, great. It makes it sound so low-key. Yeah, I mean, it, but it was kind of low-key. hang key. out, you know, make some songs for SZA. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I was like trying to, you know, compose myself. and um, But, it was yeah, everyone, you know, Rob Beisel, who played guitar on the track, like he came over and... Uh, the four of us just sort of set up some instruments and started flowing and we made a bunch of ideas that day and um yeah one of one of them reached Sizz's ears and she wrote blind to it and um yeah it was that's just, incredible yeah, it was really beautiful well as we said will your new album is out today so just talk mm-hmm. about the release show that you've got planned in december yeah yeah we're going to be playing at constellation on December 9th, got a bunch of people from the Reservoir Collective nice. in the world um, who's going to be on stage. Uh, Macy Stewart, Lane Beckstrom, Eddie Burns, Kenneth Leffridge, Irvin Pierce, Matt Gold. Going to have some special guests, I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just, it's going to be a great time. I mean, the album's out now. How do you feel? Oh, I feel amazing. Relieved. Very relieved. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. That's Will Miller, who's the brilliant mind behind Reservoir. Thank you so much for coming in studio with us. Thank you so much, Dasa. All right, let's go out on one more track from the new album. This is Future. <laughs> 